Welcome to Filled with His Love. Today I want to talk about three keys to brain health. Now we all know how important it is to keep taking care of our physical bodies. We see examples every day of those who have problems with physical health, and many of those problems could have been avoided with a healthier lifestyle. But we may not focus as much on brain health. And since our brain is by far the most important organ in our body, we might do well to think about how we can keep this miraculous organ healthy. Just this morning, I read a summary of a new study that came out of a neuroscience center in Norway. It was just published on December 13th, so it's hot off the press. Neuroscientists looked at 101 studies. This is a common thing to review all the research that's been done in a certain area and see if you can draw certain factors out that are the most important. So they reviewed these 101 studies and the three keys they came up with for brain health. These are, these are not surprising. You need to remember that they were looking though at a ton of data from previous research and no one study identified these three keys as the most important. So they had to collapse and combine all this data. And when they did, they came up with these three basic points that I thought were quite powerful and deserve us thinking about. So the first one is physical exercise. Not surprising. Second one is being social. Third one is, they, they call it having strong interests. Learn new things and don't hold back from new challenges. I summarized that factor myself and try new things. Try something you've never done before. So that's the third factor. We all know, let's talk about exercise first. This was their first factor. And they, they actually, I believe, think this is the overriding most important factor in brain health. We don't usually think of physical exercise as benefiting our brain so much, but now we know that it does. So in their words, an active lifestyle helps to develop the central nervous system and to counteract the aging of the brain, according to Sigmundson and his colleagues. Now, a study that was headed by Sigmundson, you know, must be good. This is a great research name. And we're not talking here only about aging, the aging brain. Exercise is good for the brain at all ages. I've mentioned before the book Spark by John Ratey, R-A-T-E-Y. Ratey is a professor at Harvard who specializes in psychiatry. He says that before he prescribes any medication for patients suffering with depression, he helps them develop a program of physical exercise and asks them to go through that program and exercise consistently first before he prescribes any medication. He cites multiple studies that show how exercise alone helps many patients more than psychotropic drugs. And the authors of this new study from Norway show that exercise is the first and foremost, the most important key to maintaining good memory function throughout your life, to counteract, in a sense, the effects of the aging brain. So I read about, I saw this article about a man recently who is now 101, cute little old guy. And when people asked about his secret to healthy aging, he said, well, I exercise three hours per day. And he also talked about his diet. He says, I don't really like meat that much, and so I don't have it very often, and etc. He eats mostly plants and, and fish. 
He says, I just feel better the rest of the day if I do my exercise. He pointed to exercise as the number one factor. And I might add, my brother, who has literally turned his life around during 2022, tells me that he walks four hours per day. When I mention that to people, they just gasp and say, four hours? I don't have four hours to walk every day. And I say, I'm sure you don't. But uh, for him, he's retired, he can do that. Another study I read this past week looked at people's walking patterns and found that those who walk the most, at least 10,000 steps, which takes a little less than two hours, do in fact have better physical health. So many studies, so much data, but it's still easy to ignore if we don't want to move our bodies. Obviously, exercise helps our body and our brain. So move as much as you have time for every day. That's the key. Find ways to get motion in your life. The particular kind of exercise is less important than the amount. Aerobic exercise and strength training both can have amazing benefits for our brain and body. But walking, even if it's not aerobic, walking is not aerobic for me. My heart doesn't get beating that fast when I walk. But walking absolutely can prevent and reverse disease, just as my brother has found. My brother was taking two pills a day for his diabetes, and since losing a fairly massive amount of weight and walking for four hours every day, which of course contribute to each other, weight loss and exercise, his, his blood sugar has returned to totally normal. No pills at all. I'm not saying that we all need to exercise four hours every day. We do what we can. We need to do something if we hope to extend our health span. You'll notice I didn't say lifespan, how many years we live. I said health span, how many years we live in good health. Now for the second factor that this Norwegian study found. They called it being social. I'll just call it relationships. This whole podcast is on relationships, and the Norwegian study showed that relationships are a huge contributor to brain health. Being a loner, that means avoiding people, weakens the synaptic connections in the brain. This is the way I like to summarize their finding. The more we connect with others in positive ways, the more our neurons connect with each other. So they didn't say that in those terms, but I like to visualize it that way. I like to visualize the neurons in my brain connecting when I connect in positive ways with other people. Think about it. The central goal of ministering efforts in the church is to make certain that no one is forgotten. No one is left out. Everyone counts. And the more we reach out, the more we ensure brain health for us and for those we love. So I'm way not surprised that after reviewing 101 studies, the researchers concluded that loving one another, just as the Savior said, love one another. That's what he said. Being social, nurturing our relationships, is, the one, is one of the most important factors in brain health. Now, I, I would add, you know, in brain health means emotional health and spiritual health. This connection with each other, forming and developing and nurturing good relationships is such an important thing. If you're new to this podcast, you can tap into past episodes that offer ways to enhance our relationships. Again, that is the whole purpose of my podcast. Now for the third key. Having strong interests is the way they worded it. Learn new things and don't hold back from new challenges. Don't be afraid. 
this is how they worded it. So I've said in previous episodes, we should never be afraid to try something new. Now, I have a confession to make. I've never mentioned this on this podcast, but I was somewhat afraid of doing a podcast at all in the, in the beginning. So if my daughter and her husband had not encouraged me to do it, I would not have done it. I'm not someone who seeks the limelight. I'm not someone who wants to be out front all the time. I'm, I'm really not. And I'm not a frequent podcast listener unless I see a topic that catches my attention. So, so I knew nothing about podcasting, but my daughter and her husband have podcasted. And so they said, hey, Dad, you've just written a book, so you have no choice. You've got to do a podcast. So they sat me down at their podcasting table, asked me to put the headphones on, move the mic close to my face, all of it kind of intimidating, you might imagine. I didn't have any script in front of me. So now just tell us why you wrote the book filled with his love. That's what we want the intro section to the podcast to be. So I gave a brief intro and the podcast was off and running. Now the podcast is nearly one year old and people keep listening, so I keep publishing episodes. I guess the reason I mention this podcast is because if I can do something I had never done before, and I had never created a podcast, you can do something you've never done before, whatever that might be. This is a great time to think of that something. Would it be learning how to play a new musical instrument, learning a new foreign language, or refreshing a language that you learned on your mission? making a new friend, developing a new exercise program. The possibilities are limitless. Consider my daughter Emily, who has spent this past year developing a new app to help people draw closer to one another. She had never developed an app before, but in the process she has learned all kinds of new things. We can all do something we've never done before. It keeps us alive. How long we live is really not the important thing. The important thing is to remain alive, really alive, while we're on this earth. And that means not being afraid to try new things, not holding back, letting ourselves do what we really want to do to build the kingdom, especially within our own families, but also beyond our families with friends, neighbors, and associates. So I hope you'll consider making some little improvement I'm not talking about resolutions or uh, the new year. Or any, I, what I'm talking about is think about your life and what you'd like to add to it. Something that would be exciting for you, something that you are really invested and passionate about. Think of something like that that you want to add to your life. Now, that may be one of their three things. You can think of maybe improving your physical exercise, improving relationships, or just trying something other than physical exercise or relationships, trying something new in some way that really gets you excited about life. So I hope this is helpful and hope you'll share it with somebody else if you think it might help them. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time.